Well, 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 Jamsters. One, it's good to be back. Matthew was correct on the last podcast. I was in the wilderness with nothing but myself, my thoughts, and a little bit of floss, trying to learn to survive. I've been watching a lot of Naked and Afraid on the Discovery Channel. So I went up north and see what my skill set was. How could I survive? And floss is the wrong thing. Bring a machete. You got to bring a machete if you're going to be naked and afraid in the wilderness. But Matthew, I'm back on the Suns Jam Session podcast, and it's quite an interesting night in Phoenix. The Suns, a record-setting tonight tonight as they move to 38 wins on the season after beating yeah. the Houston Rockets, my friend. Yeah, good to be back, John. Good to see your face. I'm so glad no bear attacked you or ripped your head off or anything like Who that. Who says so. the bear didn't attack me? I did stop it with oh, the floss. Did it? Did that happen? Okay, well, I'm glad you made it back, man. But yeah, what a hell of a game. What I just added in my in my notes. My last note of the game is yeah, whatever. That was basically this game. Just yeah, just keep shooting threes and just whatever. Who cares? Get it over with. That's how I felt. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, at some point you're just like, okay, let's get to the end of this thing. It's starting to get close again. We're seeing a lot of the same thing that we saw last week in Houston against this Rocket team. They're a young team with a lot of talent that has the ability to not play any defense, but to shoot the three ball. And if you give any team an opportunity to sit back and shoot threes, like the Suns proved tonight, they're going to go in and those games are going to end up being close. Yeah. And at first I was like, John Wall was just shooting threes. He started out two for five. And I'm just like, yeah, just keep shooting it, dude. And they didn't start the Houston Rockets did not start to get hot until the Suns did. And that was kind of frustrating because usually in a game like this, Usually one team, it's usually lopsided, right? One team will take over and get hot from three, but the Rockets, they hung in there. I know they're still down by 20, but it, the Suns seemed like they should have been up by 40 the way they were shooting with Jay Crowder. So just well, glad, I'm glad they got the W, man. Yes, glad they got the W, glad that game's over, and glad that you're joining us for the Suns Jam Session podcast. Whether you're watching along live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or you're listening to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, wherever you are, thank you for joining us on the Suns Jam Session podcast. If you happen to be watching live with us on the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit a thumbs up button and hit the subscribe button. You can hit the little bell button as well. There's all kinds of buttons and gizmos and gadgets there to hit yeah. if you're bored and while you're just watching this uh, it helps the algorithms with the thumbs up it lets other suns fans know where to go to find the best suns content on the interwebs if you're listening along on the the bright side of the sun podcast network please subscribe rate and review if you're on apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us leave us a review and we'll read it on the show and in fact matthew i got some to read at the back end of the game read it. all right or the, the game Very the show cool. so so stay <laughs> cool. tuned if you did give us one of those five star <laughs> reviews we will be reading them so shout out to the Jamsters for doing that. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Suns Jam. So it's time to get ready for this, this podcast, Matthew. So what are you drinking with me tonight? I got a lot of drink a lot this weekend, man. I had two drinks this weekend. Disappointing, got, dude. Disappointing. It's a celebration. <laughs> you come it's a back. celebration. It was a record setting <laughs> night. I've got. I got a bottle of wine here. Wow. Okay. So you're not going to hear the of a beer can because I'm drinking this Apothic Inferno Red Blend 9.99 at Fry's. So let's pour that in the glass. Very gothic of you. Oh, let's fill that sucker up, huh? Oh, rest the bottle. 
He's pouring a bottle on the glass, not peeing, all right? On live TV. Oh, there you go. Mm, it's got ever so the, the, the tannins in the notes. <laughs> Cheers, fun. Cheers, Suns fans. We got a lot to talk about. So the Suns win game two of a five-game homestand and at one point are up by a total of 24 points, end up winning the game by a total of six points against the Rockets. And Matthew, when you saw that John Wall was in the lineup tonight, this is the first time the Phoenix Suns have actually faced him. They have now played the, the Rockets a total of three times. This is the first time they've gone against John Wall. What are your thoughts on John Wall and did he strike any fear whatsoever into the heart of you, a Suns fan? Well, honestly, when I first saw he was in the lineup, same thing you just said. It was like, oh, it's the first time I actually get to watch him because I haven't watched the Rockets other than when they play the Suns. And I was like, finally, it's been forever. He's finally back this year. He's a he's a guy that I love to watch before he was out injured for 10 years. And I was like, let's see what he has. And honestly, it was totally opposite of what I thought. He was jacking up threes, like I mentioned before. And I loved his John with Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, they're going back and forth with words all game. Like, that was fun to watch. I didn't expect a lot of that. But you saw that. But then John Wall, I mean, I mean, how much more is he going to have, right, left on his game to get to the rim, to, to play make? It wasn't even that. It was just shoot the three, get to the rim a few times. He just was getting manhandled down there. So it was, it was cool to see him back, but it's not the same John Wall, right? I mean, it's just it, – it's, it's an image of him, I guess. Yeah, it's you know the the ghost of Christmas past, if you will. And Blaze Megatron, shout out to Blaze in the chat, says, "Is John Wall even their point guard? Because Porter had the ball more." And you're right. I mean, John Paul is or John Paul. John Wall John Paul is II. John Paul the second. Hallelujah. But John Wall, somebody who, when he initially came out of Kentucky and went to the Washington Wizards, was somebody who had a lot of pizzazz to his game. He played so unbelievably fast, and unfortunately. Injuries have caught up with him, and he was the focal point, essentially, of uh, that trade that brought Russell Westbrook from the Rockets to the Washington Wizards. And Mm -hmm. since he's been in Houston, it's a lot of the same. It's just a lot of uh, injuries and not playing. And then when he does play, again, you know, I was like you, you. You have an expectation in your head that, oh, man, John Wall's out there. We might get a little bit of a show tonight. And you look at his total uh stats on the game and he ended with 13 points on five for 20 shooting. I'm like, that's, that's not the John wall that we remember, man. No, it wasn't. It, it, it was like, he just didn't give a freak out there. He was just out there. Well, I mean, some of his threes went in a course, but a lot of it was just like, I don't even care. A lot of these players out there, it didn't even seem like they had the same game plan. Right. I know a lot of it was just shooting threes, but these guys, it just didn't seem like they were playing on the same team. It just was a very, very weird-looking team. Double zero, forget his name right now. I can look it up. He looked like a my player. A lot of these guys look like my player from 2K. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, a lot of these guys are young when they're in the G League, uh, like one of them that went off uh, Brooks. Yes. It's like, you know, they, they grow up, they're playing 2K. They want to look a lot like their own player probably, you know, with the tats and the hair, just crazy. I mean, it's a good look. I'm jealous, but, like, it's just funny watching that Rockets team because in the first half – they were doing a lot of terrible things out there on the court. A lot of things to hurt themselves. I'm like, okay, thank God the Suns are getting hot from three. 
here we go. And it, it was just totally different the second half. They actually pulled it together. It was very strange. Well, I think the Suns allowed them to pull it together because the Suns were not playing any defense. And, you know, so one thing that I've been doing over the past couple of days is watching all of the Mighty Ducks movies. Have you seen those? Oh, are you getting ready to watch the TV show? Is that what you're trying to do? Exactly. Uh, side yeah. question. Do you watch movies, man? You haven't seen Lethal Weapon. You haven't seen... <laughs> I've seen uh, the, Mighty, the Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Okay, so you've seen yeah, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. All right, cool. So the Mighty Ducks movies, uh, the third one, when they go to college or, or high school, Eden Hall or whatever, they have a challenge with the coach because the coach really wants them to go hunting goose eggs and wants them to play defense. And so funny because I watched that last night and then the Suns today I was thinking in the second half I'm like they need to go hunt for goose eggs they need to try to just yeah. enforce their defense and not let this team get any confidence and you know it was a 5-0 run to start the second half it was you know them they allowed them to chip away chip away they got it down to five then the Suns ultimately pulled away and win as I feel like a lot of us knew but again that's yeah it's one of those things that the Suns do that it, it almost keep has it forces them to stay engaged in an entire game. We didn't see it last time uh, on Saturday when we played the Wizards. They didn't have to stay engaged the whole game, but this one they had to. And you know, knowing that it's the first game of a back to back against a pesky Heat team tomorrow, that's make gonna make you hustle. It was disappointing, and, and we're starting off with obviously the negative before we go into the yeah. ton of positive that happened in this game. But it was disappointing to see the starting lineup have to come in and ultimately close this game. Yeah, actually, that's out the door for me. I don't worry about that stuff anymore. I try not to. I just said that, but it was a total lie. I do kind of get annoyed by it, but I'm trying to forget about it because I'm just like the season's kind of almost over, right? We got 20 more games. You know, the, the starters, I know it's a back-to-back. -back. Tomorrow it's a tough matchup with the Heat, but the more and more I think this team thinks of that, and when you're hot as a, as a team going into the half, I mean, you have to know by now, like, usually you don't come back out as hot. Like, Jay Crowder only had one shot from three in the third. So they started to cover him. It was funny from JR, from Eddie Johnson was talking about Jay Crowder looked like he was out there with a skunk or something around him. That's why no yeah, one was guarding the guy. Him. No one was guarding this dude. And uh, so I, I just don't think about that too much anymore. Even when they were down only up by five, I was thinking, I'm like, I can't even see myself on this podcast right now really even thinking about, you know, is this going to be a close game? Are we going to lose? Is it going to be a tie in overtime? I don't need, I didn't even worry about that. I really did not. I thought that the Suns, we've done this before with these kind of teams. You know, we had the blowout last game. This game just wasn't, you just can't ask it from this team all the time because that's the way the NBA is. And I know like our defense wasn't as great in the second half, but the Rockets were just hitting their threes covered. Like they were just nailing them, dude. It has to be something to do with the lack of crowd in that arena with that team getting hot because I know they can shoot the three, but come on, to be that consistent, especially at night when the sun should be blowing them out with their three point percentage, it just was unreal. So the the whole runs thing, the whole, you know, we got to get the starters out. I think the more and more the suns think about that, the more and more they shoot themselves in the foot trying to get this team off the court and it just happens the opposite way. I think that's really what happens all the time. No, I agree. And I think that, you know, it, it's something that when you play lesser competition, you're going to essentially play down to that level at times because you're in a rhythm. You're having fun on offense. You're kicking the shit out of them. And then you have an opportunity to uh, they, they they kind of feel feed off of that rhythm as well. So yeah. um, there's a lot of talk in the chat right now where it looks like Jamal Murray went down in the game for the no Houston, way. Or for Denver. And I know Denver was losing last I saw. 
Joshua yeah, I was Josh. Like, how are they losing? Joshua Josh says, uh, "Looks like it's a massive knee injury." That sucks. You're to, I don't you, like. You, you're gonna have to I drive, Matthew, because because my my computer is just super slow. I click something. Takes oh, is an it? Hour. Yeah. So I don't know if it's coming across <laughs> that way, but my computer's sucking a yeah. donkey dick you, tonight. Just focus on talking. Get that beautiful face out there. We just want to see you talking. <laughs> well, so. and I'm I'm kind of watching this on Twitter while you're talking, and yeah, I'm I'm looking them up right now just to see. Um, God, that sucks, man. In agony underneath the basket for a few moments. So left knee grabbing his left knee. Uh. Yeah, calling for more attention. Oh, yeah. His way back to the locker room. So did you yeah, actually see it? A replay of yeah, it? Yeah, kind of. It's on Twitter. Okay. Everything's on Twitter. Ugh. That's nasty. So. That sucks because, I mean, honestly, come on. Like, You just went down like okay. that in a heap. Okay. All so, right. Yeah, that's. I didn't sucks, see anything man. too bad, but we'll we'll see. Um, so but for, everyone's saying his knee giveaway. Like, yeah, it does. You yeah. know, it's, it's you, you never want to see that anybody in the nba get hurt you like to beat them at their best you know it's like when we play the lakers so uh so far this year it's like you know we've beat them once without ad and once without ad and lebron it's like it's nice because standings wise if by some way shape or form we end up in a tie with one of those teams we hold the tiebreaker but it's like you really don't know what you are that's why last week was such a great litmus test because we played two healthy teams that are at the top tier of the Western conference allowed us to really understand who and what we have with the Phoenix suns and what our expectations should really, uh, should be. So, uh, interesting, interesting day for the Phoenix suns. Obviously we beat the rockets, the jazz lose the Lakers lose. I think the nuggets are about to lose. So we gain a game on all of them. And, uh, now we're, I think one and a half out in the Western mm-hmm. conference, uh, so mm-hmm. prayers up to Jamal Murray if uh, it is indeed something more serious than it appears on uh, on my phone. So um, back to obviously the Suns game. Um, you know, as we talked about, John Wall was talking shit. Let, let, we got to talk about Jay Crowder, okay? I mean, he is mm-hmm. probably who we're going to end up talking about for Jam Star of the game. But I mean, yes. he was he is the master of getting fouled on threes. It's what kind of got him started. He missed a three got fouled on it, and then he was the offense in the first quarter. He scored 11 points. He had 15 points in the second quarter. And essentially what was happening was Wood and Kelly Olenek were collapsing on DA and uh, leaving Crowder wide open. And, dude, he just went in fuego, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the attention DA should get, right? I mean, you, you even saw the, the the double team in the fourth with DA. He just – even if his game's not going now and even if they're not giving him the ball as much – it just seems like he's getting the double. He's getting the attention. So that's so great. It leaves these guys wide open. I mean, Jay Crowder, he can go for over eight one night, but then tonight, his best night, I think, of the of the year, right? Shooting from three. I think the Suns absolutely needed that in the third in the second quarter, along with the other guys just jacking up the threes. But that's what you get when you have DA doing what he does. And then you leave guys wide open. And then when they're on fire, they keep finding him and getting in the ball. And it's funny in the second quarter where Booker, he missed some, right? He missed some on mm-hmm. the pass that goes out of bounds and then he finds them in the next play. So that is what's so awesome about this team because when he's getting hot, dude, they were trying to find him like nonstop. And that's something like in the past that never happened. Now it's just like if one guy makes two in a row, keep getting the ball. You saw with Javon Carter too, keep getting him the ball. He was shooting lights out as well from three, overshadowed by Jay Crowder, but a well night. I mean, he is jam star, right? Uh, yeah, I will get to that segment because I have a, one other nominee, but I really think that, I mean, Jay Crowder, eight for 12 from the field, two for three from the free throw line, two assists, two rebounds, one steal, and that 26 points for Jay. I mean, 
his highest point total as a Phoenix Sun, and he did it all in the first half. I mean, he carried this team, was yeah. absolutely fantastic. And we talk about that a lot, you know, how Jay Crowder has those nights where he can't hit the broad side of a barn. You look at last week when he had essentially two dud performances. I mean, he helped greatly on defense, but off- offensively against both the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers, his offense was uh, compromised, seen as the Suns went heavy with their big three and relied on him for more defense. But when he was open, and, and as, as you mentioned, you know the benefit of DA and his the gravity that he pulls is really helping Jay Crowder. And it was nice to see him have one of those nights where he couldn't miss. I mean, eight for nine from the free the three-point line in the first half, 0 for three in the second half. But, uh, you know, again, just one of those building blocks of this team that is going to be so unbelievably vital to the success of the Phoenix Suns come playoff time. Yeah, the beautiful thing, too, even Javon Carter, where he was talking about in the in the interview he had yesterday where he was just like Monty's just like shoot the ball, like stop thinking about it, shoot the ball. And that's what he that's what he was doing. Right. We all noticed it as fans where he was thinking too much. And I think when you're on the bench and you come back in, you want to make sure those minutes are precious to you and the whole team that he's actually contributing. And I think it got out of hand where he just wasn't shooting the three because that's what he does the best. And when he gets hot, he's like he can't miss. So we're going to need that because in a couple of playoff games, we're going to need that. You know, we're going to need them to have that confidence just to jack them up. So why not just throw them up there? Yeah. And I mean, think back to the bubble to uh, the bubble sons, how vital of a role he played with those those teams. Because, I mean, he scored like seven points a game coming off the bench, but he shot at a 55 percent clip from deep. He was just I mean, every shot he made was so huge. And yeah. we, we hear the the chatter, if you will, in the Suns Jam Session podcast chat live on YouTube. And a lot of people talk about and ask the question, well, why aren't we seeing Langston Galloway? Where, why is Javon yeah. getting his minutes? And I actually put together a piece for Bright Side of the Sun. So if you get a chance, head over to brightsideofthesun.com. And you'll, you see my theories as to why I think that is. Because, you know, I feel I get asked it enough. I might as well try to address it. You know, I had, I had three different theories. You know, the first theory is the, the team management theory for Monty Williams. He needs to have the ability to balance giving guys opportunities to play throughout the season because Langston Galloway's played in 34 games and then Javon Carter was at 34 games and he's played in the last seven. So, you know, it, it, there's a possibility that Langston Galloway might start to get some more minutes because that's what Monty's doing is he's managed his lineups to make sure everybody gets an opportunity to play. So when they get called upon in the playoffs, they'll have the ability uh, to provide that instant offense and just and, and feel like they're in rhythm because I mean that's kind of the the vital part is these guys have to stay in rhythm as basketball shooters and knowing that you're going these long stretches without having them in the games is something that could be detrimental come playoff time. And then of course I have the the bald is beautiful theory because you know, Mon- <laughs> yeah. Monty Williams is bald, beautiful, Javon Carter's man. bald. And I just was asking the question, you know, maybe Monty Williams yeah. likes being in the huddle and looking down at Javon Carter and he sees the sweat on his bald head and he sees the reflection of himself. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of a, it's a bald thing. Like, you know, I'm a bald guy. So if you don't have hair, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a nod. It's like, all right, cool. Like, I got you, bro. He can't, you can't look down at Langston Galloway's head <laughs> with all his hair follicles <laughs> and see your reflection. Uh, exactly. But I think, uh, but I, th- I think the most important thing is, you know, the team identity theory. And this is a team that is, based on defense when you have Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton both excelling and growing into defensive players when you bring in Chris Paul who is a nine-time all-defensive player in this league 
you have adopted the identity that we're going to play defense. And you look at the backbone of this team, they have a defensive rating of 109.5, which is fifth in the NBA. They allow 107.8 points per game, which is fifth in the NBA. They give up 34.7% from three, which is third in the NBA. And they allow 22 assists a game, which is first. So all that, knowing that that's the identity of this team, you have Javon Carter, who has a defensive rating of 109, which is tied for fourth in this league. And you have Langston Galloway, who has a defensive rating of 114, which is last on the team. So obviously he's going to start to give Javon some more minutes, allow him to start to feel nights like tonight where he can gain some confidence in his offensive game, knowing that he's going to get that defensive intensity moving forward. Yeah. Nicholas Tan, right. It's a bald fetish uh, for John, for John <laughs> mostly, but it's something to be seriously taken. You know, you got to think of that, you know, the bald thing. No, but it's funny that you brought it up tonight or that, the actual uh, article I didn't get to read yet. Sorry, that's why I was trying I to move around. I'm like, oh, I didn't read it. <laughs> I didn't read I it. Pretty yet. much just read the whole article to you, so I just saved yeah, you the time. So it's beautiful. But um, yeah, I mean, Monty's a guy. He has to go back in the locker room. He's a coach. He has to face these guys. So we do talk about it. The chat's always going. Where are these guys? Every game, whether it's win, which we win all the time, or loss, we talk about it. We're like, where's this guy? Where's his minutes? But it just makes sense. It's like that he has to play him in stretches, and then the other guy will come back in. Because now it's going to be, you know, Langston Galloway will probably get some minutes maybe next game, maybe the game after. And then Javon Carter will sit out. And then Etwan Moore will never play again for some reason. But there's just, it's just, it's a rotating door. And he's doing a beautiful job with it. I mean, if we do lose a game, sometimes it's just like, how come this guy, how come Langston can't come in and hit a couple threes? It's like, well, Javon Carter just did tonight just because he got the confidence just to let it loose. So that's all it takes for him to get going. So then now he might sit on the bench next game and Langston comes in. So it's nothing I doubt really it to though. worry about. I really much. do. Do you not, when do you see him coming back in Langston? I, I, I don't, I mean, never. We've, well, we've had, we had a blowout game against the wizards last game and he didn't come in and get any minutes. And I really think that he's available if there's certain fouls, trouble situations. But like you said, Matthew, we have 20 games left in the season. This is the time of year where the Suns are really going to start to tighten those rotations to understand how to thoroughly and, and, and utterly operate within the confines of those eight to nine players. The rest of the guys are going to be the back end of the bench guys in case foul trouble happens. And you know, who, who would you rather see Langston Galloway or Javon Carter? Either one. I really don't care. I mean, I see it either way where guys will be like, no, I would rather prefer one or the other, but I'm, I'm split right down the middle. These guys, they contribute. They really do. Even if they don't put the, the points up, they don't put up the rebounds, assists. They're still there on defense. Even though Langs is not the best defender, he still tries and he hustles out there. But you said like Langston wasn't in there with, with trash minutes. Uh, I was going to call it white trash minutes. I don't know. I was going to call it that. But um, he wasn't in there, but it just makes sense not to play him there just because I feel like Monty wants to use him in critical situations and games and not let him just go out there and play with the the, the scraps. You know, the other guys off the bench like Jalen Sticks, uh, yes. Frank Kaminsky. You don't want him in there gelling. He wants probably him and him in there gelling with guys that are starters, the first guys off the bench to get those kind of reps. So I still think he'll get some more minutes in down later in the season. I hope so. He yeah, I mean, you, you do you do want to keep him sharp. But at the same time, I, I got to think Javon Carter is the one I prefer of the two. And I love Langston Galloway. But Javon Carter is going to be the guy who we're going to need in the playoffs. So now's the time to sharpen his skill set. Because yeah. that's a, that's an issue that everybody has. You know, when, when 
And again, we're we're so nitpicking at the Phoenix Suns right now. This team is unfucking believable, and they're so much fun to watch. But everybody wants to sit in a corner and be like, "Well, so and so needs more minutes. I want more sticks minutes. I want more Langston Galloway minutes. Abdul Nader when he's back. What about Frank? It's like, listen, you only have two hundred forty available minutes per game, yeah. and you can see even on nights tonight, like tonight, where we're kicking the living shit out of a team. Uh, every team is going to fight and, and claw and try to get back. So there's no true opportunity to sit there and experiment and be like, you know what, let's just give Sticks a quarter so he has an opportunity to grow. We need to keep winning games. The, the Jazz lost tonight. It's a great opportunity to gain a game on them and, and maybe end up with the first seed. So knowing that we're not in development mode where it's all about getting guys minutes, it's about getting guys the right minutes at the right time, like you said, with the right lineups so they yeah. can work harder, develop that chemistry, because we're seeing the benefit of the chemistry right now on offense. You're seeing the way that DA is throwing those entry passes to Mikhail Bridges. You see the way that Devin Booker's hitting DA off the high pick and roll. You see the way that they're allowing teams to collapse and Jay Crowder's open. I mean, all those things that were challenges earlier in the season and led to some turnovers are now becoming completed plays. That only happens by minutes together. You can't do that if you're going, okay, five games for Javon, five games for Langston. Let's give each one more nine minutes. What about sticks? Even in blowouts, it's an opportunity to continue to co become a cohesive unit that's going to make you sharper in the playoffs, and that's the end goal. No, it absolutely is. I think I don't think we really have much to worry about, man. We really don't. We're not really nitpicking or being too negative at all. We're just, you know, when the Suns win, just like I was talking about earlier, where I just sit there, I know I'm not going to come on the podcast and we lost or it's going to be an overtime game. It's just we expect them to be the way they are now. And we're just thinking outside, not outside the box, but we're just thinking of things, you know, what can we touch up on a little bit, you know? Well, of course, and you you know that the playoffs are looming, and you want to see this team really be prepared for those playoffs. Yes, uh, and, and again, having people like Javon Carter, who went three for four from downtown in the first half and ended the game with a total of uh, nine points, so he three for six, so didn't do much in the second half. But what he did in that second quarter was really did a good job of getting – Devin Booker extra rest. And if he starts to get on those roles in the playoffs where he's playing defense and offense, that's bonus minutes for, for Devin Booker to be on the bench. Cause you're, you're going to need D book in those high pressure situations late mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. So again, even in a game, that's a complete and utter blowout that ends up only being a six point victory. It's good to see these little things from the team that are, are there. they continue to excel. They continue to excite. They continue to keep me engaged as a fan. Yeah, me too. Should we go to eat and watch, John? Since I am controlling the podcast now, right? Still, go ahead, do whatever you want. You're controlling the. <laughs> you already fucked it up. What are we doing? Eat and watch. Eat and watch 2021. You said I had a control. I can control, baby. I'm back in control. I've figured everything out. Eight and watch 2021. DeAndre Aiden ends this game with a total of 18 points and eight rebounds on nine for 13 shooting and had one block, which is bullshit. He had three steals in one block. And here's what drives me crazy. And I've noticed this. And some people were talking about it on Twitter not too long ago. DeAndre Aiden, a lot of his blocks end up being called steals. Do they? Does he actually? Because yes. he takes them away, right? Yeah, he like blocks and then ends up taking the ball. And they're like, steal. Yeah. It's like, that's a block, dude. Because he was in yeah. like DeAndre, get the fuck out of here mode tonight. No, he was, but I thought that was a block and a steal. But no, they, they can't give you two things for it. That's really weird. That makes Just give no the sense. Blocks. I like the blocks. <laughs> Just drink your wine, Samantha. All right. <laughs> yes, I'm more of a Samantha. You are more of a kid. You're the redhead. Yeah. 
I am. I'm the redhead, dude. Oh well, she's still so, getting so lucky. So tell every me night. about tell me about what you saw from DeAndre. <laughs> okay, so Aiton, great game. It, it, it's funny to watch him now because I feel like he was kind of coasting in the first half, but I think you know why not, man? You're playing this team in the Rockets, and your your teammates are draining threes. Just kind of coast, save your energy for the second half where he had to take over, and he ultimately did, dude. He's the reason I think we kind of pulled away. They gave them ball to him down low. He had a lot of putbacks. He took advantage of mismatches underneath the rim, which is beautiful to watch, but he was kind of just coasting a little bit in the first half. I may have threw my hat once, but I'm like, you know what, Matthew? Fix that hole in the wall and get back and watch him because he's just kind of, you know, saving that energy. And I think it's fine for him to do it for a back to back tomorrow. So good game from DA, dude. Really good game from him tonight, I thought. I really liked what I saw. Uh, Blaze says in the chat, he says, uh, Aiden talking shit after blocks is so satisfying. There's one play where he got spun on. By Kelly o- or no, it wasn't Kelly Olynyk. It was somebody I forget who it was. And then the next play, he went right down, right into the guy's chest, and you know, put a nice little bunny hop lay in. Didn't get called for the offensive foul, which he could have. But it was good to see him aggressive in that manner. Uh, another thing that I noticed from Da was he's really learning to love the spin cycle mode on his washing machine because he had that great spin move yes. against the Washington Wizards that I believe you and Suns Geek talked about. And again, shout out to Suns mm-hmm. Geek. Thank you for covering for me on the last podcast. Like you, guys, you guys talked about that. And he did it again tonight where he was he was doing the, sp- the spin-a-roo to the layup. And you know it, it, the, his body language is, cons- is consistently getting more aggressive, and you see it on his face. I mean, do you see his body language after Wood pump fake to three, chose to drive and ran into DA and DA just stood there and then Christian Wood lost the ball. DA just started like he should have been sprinting back yeah. on offense, but he was just kind of puffing his chest out a little bit. And he's like, yeah, I'm a brick shit house wall enforcer. Thanks for stopping yeah. by Christian Wood. <laughs> exactly. And we we're like back to square one with DA in, in the way where he used to say, I'm going to let the game come to me. And he's just more comfortable out there. Like you were talking about his body language. He's not trying to force too much, not trying to, trying to show up anybody in a fake way. Like he kind of used to earlier in the season, like, oh, I'm the tough guy down here. I'm going to give you a lot of energy. I'm going to try to block it, but I'm just going to swat nothing. Like he doesn't do stuff like that. He barely did it in the beginning of the year, but he was just like, I, he was trying to be someone that he wasn't. And I think we finally just accepted like he has to have the game come to him. And eventually it does because he has so many playmakers. He has so many shot makers around him to where we just are used to it now. And so is he. So it's beautiful for him because he's that guy that will just be like, you know, I'll be here when you need me. I'll be here. And we've seen it against good teams. So I'm satisfied. I've seen that he's going to show up big time. He just is a more confident guy out there right now. Yes, you can see and, it on his face. Uh, and again, shout out in the chat, Blackout Suns, eight and dribbling the ball a bit now on in the post moves too. That's fantastic to see. He's gaining confidence there. And Blaze Megatron, uh, it's DJ My Player Wilson. That's who you're talking about, the guy, double zero guy. Yeah, okay, that, that's who he yeah. was doing the, the spin <laughs> move on. Ultimate My Player this year. When I saw him, I was like, is he at the wrong all-star celebrity game? Like, who was <laughs> this guy? But he ended up having a good second half, so. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of players everyone on the did. everyone yeah, did. Yeah, a lot a lot of players for the the Houston Rockets. The Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. And you know, the last time we played the Rockets, we gave this award to um to, uh, who was it? Kevin Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter. Who yeah. yeah. Who, because you know, came out of nowhere, scored a shit ton of points, and he had 
22 points and 14 assists in this game against us. So you can't really give him the Jack Taylor award because he's already done it to us once this season. So I'm going to go ahead and give him to Armani Brooks. Uh, he's a rookie. He's on a two-way contract. He went to, uh, I don't know, he's from like Texas or something. And he ends up going for 14 points, four for five from three. And just looked nasty out there. And, you know, again, yeah, one of the, one of those guys who came out of nowhere and scored a shit ton of points at a, on us. And essentially, he was the primary guy who led to the Suns having to bring the starters back in and really close the game out. Yeah, but he was hitting tough threes too, man. He was hitting with step backs with guys on him. Like, it was tough for the Suns to even put a hand in his face. It seemed like the guys seemed confident. It seemed like, you know, nothing left, to lo- nothing really to lose. And that's the way the Rockets play. A lot of these teams down in the West, down in the East, they're going to play like, you know, nothing left to lose this season. Like, it'll just leave it out on the court. And that's exactly what he did. It's good to see players like that, though, that come in and, you know, have games like this. I know if it would have helped them win, it'd be sucky. But, you know, if it helps them stay in the NBA, maybe get some more contracts out there, then that's fine, man. I think I was I was not really rooting for him, but I was kind of enjoying it a little bit. I'm like, dude, who is this guy? It's kind of just like, it's kind of fun in the moment a little bit, especially the Suns have the lead. I'm like, eh, it doesn't annoy me too much. If it was somebody else out there that I hated, like a Donovan Mitchell, then yeah, it's fucking frustrating. But this guy, it's all right. It's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it is when you win the game. You know, if exactly. If he's, I would have yeah. never said that if we would have yeah, lost. I know it, it would have been the first thing we talked about, and it would have been you know the the, the frustrating point. It would have exactly. been the, the the smoking gun, the smoking mirror, if you will, as yeah. to why the Suns would be frustrated. But speaking speaking of smoking. The Sarich Smoke Break. That's right, Suns fans. It's time for a little Sarich Smoke Break. Matthew, how shitty did he look tonight, huh? <laughs> did he look bad? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I don't. The one thing I thought did about. Did you watch tonight, the game? <laughs> yeah, one thing I thought about when I was watching him. Well, I mean, like last game, he only had nine points, and we were kind of like, oh, Dario's back, kind of in a way. I kind of was. It was a little bit more efficient, though, last night. Tonight, of course, nine points again, but three for eight. I don't know. I just He had a couple good drives towards the rim, couldn't finish. Um, he was passing the ball out when he was on the block, when he was getting covered. You know, that was nice. And then he had the one block shot against him and then a second block shot against him, and it's three times. Shame on <laughs> yeah. him. So it's like, all right, he's just getting one, rid of the ball. two, three <laughs> times a lady. <laughs> three times a smoke break, dude. Uh, honestly... King- King Paw 242 in the chat. Dario played like Sario tonight. <laughs> Dario was just, he. What man. is it, though? I mean, if you can figure it out, I just, if it's not there, don't force it for him. But other than that, I don't know. Cause he can, if he's open, yeah, of course anybody can score a layup. But what's, well, what's going on, man? Ken- Kenneth Payne really nails it in the Facebook chat. He says, Sarge can't guard athletic players. And, Tonight and tomorrow night are going to be two really tough games for him because both the Rockets and the Heat are young, athletic teams. And when he's playing against bigger guys, he can be he can, who lacks speed and and lateral quickness. He really can utilize his technical skills to be effective on both offense and defense. That's why we call him Cigarette Butt Dario because he takes his big cigarette butt and he just shoves it in the hip of guys and moves them off their spot. But when you're playing athletic players, you can't do that. Those guys are so quick. They see it come. They almost pull the chair out from under him and they're grabbing the rebound while he's falling down on the ground because he always ends up on the ground. So, you know, you, you couple that the fact that he can't have or he can't guard athletic players with the fact that he just so... He looks like a newborn lately. Like he just is so 
uncoordinated at times on offense. I mean, he'll 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 do like a bounce pass and it'll just go right out of bounds. And you're just like, shit, Sario. That that yeah. Sario. Sorry, that's, that's, that's a good one. It, a good one. He's mesmerizing on the court because I watch him just a lot now. You know, when he's in, yes. he's usually out. So. I mean, was there there was a time where he played with DA on the court too? So I don't know if that would help. They gotta switch up something because he can help us in games. He can use that big butt in good situations. And we want to see that again. And there's just a certain time where he'll he'll bring it out again and he'll be back to the regular Dario Saric, who was a sixth man of the year contender. There's just something going on with him. And I just think it's like we said. <laughs> hey Brooklyn. Hey, that's my hey, dog, Brooklyn. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good girl, Brooklyn. Go back Thanks on, on the other side podcast, of dude. She's all falling asleep for me talking. <laughs> and that's all I had to say for Dario. Because I'm trying to figure it out in my head and I can't figure it out. It's so I'm tough. Just learning out words, dude. It's, it's just, it's tough right now trying to figure out what the issue is with Dario. You know, obviously we know who he's capable of. We know that he has the ability to be very, look very good and look very, very yeah. shitty because he is somebody who doesn't possess a plethora of ac- athletic ability. So, uh, he has to maximize every ounce of it. And when you're again, you're going against athletic players, it's hard for him to do. So he's obviously somebody who we need to kind of get going. And hopefully this is just he's working out it out. It's all happening while we're winning. And I hope that he really does a good job of doing this as we uh, move towards the playoffs, because we're yeah. going to need him in the playoffs. Frank Kaminsky's back off of covid protocol. So we'll probably start to see a little bit more uh, some more minutes for him as we near the end of the season, hopefully just give Dario a break. You know, I think that's what he ultimately needs. It's just the ability to, to just relax for a little bit. So, uh, Brooklyn's pacing back and forth here. So I'm just going to do Can't this. Get comfortable, huh? <laughs> hey, Brooklyn, you know, she's a good dog. I love her very much, but in the chat over here, Dario over Nowinski, you know, I don't think that's really, there's at certain times where you see Dario, he'll have a step back once every month it's like yeah maybe he's a Dewinsky, but i doubt that shit because he's really not um but dario Saric, what are we gonna do with him guys i honestly think he is gonna be fantastic in the playoffs when we play the heat tomorrow night we know we're gonna have this segment and we're gonna be thinking about oh dario Saric, what a beautiful game because that's what happens with him he's just so unexpected dude even though back-to-back games with nine points is still not too bad He's still, you know, because we just expect 15 points a game from him from before. Now it's nine points, nine points. Tomorrow night, he might have 15 to 18. So I think we're going to be fine. I'll tell you what, man. What did you do? What you this, is a, this is a big, no, I just let her out of the room. This is a big oh. glass of wine. A um, couple things I want to talk about tonight. It is a record-breaking night for the Phoenix Suns. Some of the statistics, they had 81 first-half points tonight. Ended with a, whole, mm-hmm. a total of 126. This is the fifth highest first half in team history and the most since 0809. Shout out to Fanning the Flames podcast host, So Says Jay, on Twitter for bringing those statistics up. It was an NBA record 12 three pointers in the second quarter, and only Aiton and Booker didn't hit from deep in that first half of anybody who mm-hmm. played. So it was just. An unbelievably fun half to watch. Obviously, it was. You know, again, this is the the. You look at the the third quarter, the fourth quarter. The Suns were outscored by eight points in the third quarter and by nine points in the second quarter, or the I'm sorry, the fourth quarter. That's why it yeah. ended up being a six point victory. But it's almost you know, if this game were to happen a month ago, and this game did happen a month ago, where the Suns were up big and then it shrunk down and we only won by uh, uh, six points. I mean, this happened against the Heat. The Heat were a team that we were up big. They came all the way back. We ended up winning the game by 10. So what's funny is 
even us as Suns fans, we've grown in the last month because in those games last month, everybody's like, oh shit, man, they can't hold a lead. What the hell's going on? Like, this is not good. You know, this is a, this is a bad team. The Rockets are not a good team, but we're winning the games and that's what's important. So what do you think about the Suns record-breaking night tonight, Matthew? Oh, it was beautiful. And honestly, the second quarter, I was like standing up. I, I was walking around. I, I had some clothing on and stuff. And I was just laughing my ass off. Oh, thank God, oh. ladies and gentlemen. You weren't oh. me in the woods with some floss. No, I was not. But I was laughing so hard at the second quarter because there were so many things going on. Suns, Suns are making a three. Houston was making a three. It's just Jay Crowder. They're talking shit to each other. And then, I don't know. It was the most fun quarter of the season for me because I could not stop laughing. It has nothing to do with what I was smoking or anything like that. All right. There was I can just nothing going you on in here. your apartment alone. It's like laughing your ass off because <laughs> yeah, the Suns just keep winning. <laughs> but it was awesome. But you're talking about beginning of the season. What really helps right now, too, is the Suns. A lot of people do care about this. They do care about the power rankings and how we're number one now with ESPN. But it's not ESPN, it's NBA. ESPN is it NBA.com? Yeah. Okay. NBA.com. A lot of people think. Uh, they care about that. So we're more relaxed. Maybe I feel like that's more pressure on the Suns. but we're just, we, that stretch the games where we played the Utah jazz and the Clippers. Those are just the games where it's like, we needed to know that we were for real in this next stretch of games. We'll talk about the next one here soon. We'll really show where the Suns are heading into the playoffs because it's going to be a crazy next week for the Suns. So I was just, I mean, I don't know. You asked me how the game was again. It was great, dude. Well, I mean, just, you love like, it too, right? Baby? Like, like you said, that stretch was just so much fun to watch. It, it was, was enjoyable. Yeah. It felt like the Clippers last week because that's what, if you were a Houston Rockets fan and you were watching this game, you're like, man, fuck these guys. They cannot stop missing. You know, mm-hmm. what What they go in the first half, they went, what, 18 for 24 or something? I mean, it was, some, it was like 75% from three. And that's how the Suns felt last week when we played the Clippers. We're like, dude, we're playing really good and we're losing because they just can't miss. And that's yeah. how it, it was nice to kind of get one of those little payback games, not not against the Clippers, obviously, but just against the NBA, you know, swing the fulcrum back the other way. <laughs> obviously, you know, a record setting night yeah. for the, the Suns. They hit what was it ended up being 25 or did they get to 26? No, it was 25. They, so the record 25. was 27. The, the was record it? was 24, 24, which was set on February 20th of this year when we played the Memphis Grizzlies. So. The, they defeated the old record. The old record, I believe, was yeah. 22 or 23. I think it was 22. They they tied that the night before against the Pelicans on February 19th. They they had 22 against the Pelicans. The next night, they had 24. Yeah. They went for 25 tonight. Uh, the team just looked fantastic shooting from three in the first half. And, you know, it had a decent second half as well. It's just so impressive to think that, you know, of the 126 total points that were scored, 75 of those came from beyond the arc. I mean, that's 59, it's, it's, almost 60% of all of your scoring is coming from three. That's like, yeah. who is this team, man? This team can beat you in so many different ways, dude. I know. And I, even if Jay Crowder just made the one three in the corner and he turned around and looked at the empty chair, <laughs> that's well worth it. This know, whole game. Like, <laughs> I just, I love that stuff, dude. And I don't know if you saw last game where he was pretending to yell at the ref. And then he's just like, no, I'm just kidding. Because he was like yes. complaining about something. Like, he's just the funniest it the, dude. It, it was the female ref. And it was at the yeah, last game he did yeah. that. Just keep the camera on this guy all the yes. time, man. He is hilarious to watch. Yes. I mean, again. I wish I was I, him. I think it's a, a good segue into. Jam star of the game. So, again, this is your reminder if you're watching along live with us. Please hit the thumbs up button, smash it so everybody knows 
to watch the Suns Jam Session podcast. They can become fellow jamsters just like yourself. And go ahead and subscribe <laughs> as well. What the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> uh, Blackout Suns put in, uh, dude, that chair was fucking smacked. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, Jay Crowder had to tell him to shut up. He, you know, he's like, hey, I got a three. That one's on you. So, uh, and again, if you are watching along live in the chat, please let us know who you think your jam star of the game is. Matthew, are you going with Jay Crowder? Yep, absolutely. Who's your runner up? So, 26 points for Jay Crowder. I have to go. My runner up is DeAndre Ayton. Uh, okay. It is Jay Crowder, in my opinion. That's a fantastic game for him, as I mentioned. Uh, his best game so far as a member of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he's the guy who, when we got Chris Paul, everybody was talking about how great the Chris Paul acquisition was, but I was so unbelievably hyped for Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, if you're bored right now, you can go on to basketballreference.com, right? If you go to Jay Crowder's page, you can click on his 2021 season. Like, watch this. I bet you I can show here. Well, let's see. This is uh, share screen, share screen. All right, right here. Okay. So as you can see, I'm sharing my screen, right? This mm-hmm. is great for the people listening. I'm sure they're absolutely loving this shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So as, as I zoom in and it's really zoomed it's in. It's frozen. Look at those yeah. hands. Yeah. What the heck is ads, aliens? I, I hate ads. Aliens. Stupid ads. Get out of here, ads. Like Project Blue Book. Oh, my gay. (laughs) So if you click on his 2021 season, you want to see what happens? What? It takes you to LeBron James game log. Okay. (laughs) What? I don't know why it does that. So there you go. If you try try to analyze his season, little glitch there on basketball reference. That's the code, man. It's like Contra. It's like Mm. four, four, back, back, up, down, up, down, A, B, A, B, select, start. So, uh, but again, my, my backup is DeAndre Ayton for the effort that he put in. The fact that he's just as tenacious as he is uh, and, and continues to be, continues to show us that he has that fight, that hot, that desire, that aggression that we want from DA. Again, to see that tonight is something that makes me very, very excited as a Suns fan as we head into the playoffs because you know this is part of the maturation process. And we talked about this in game 20 of the season where he was not, you know, when he would be kind of lackadaisical and, and uh, and taking his time coming up and down the court, you know, now he's like I said, putting his elbow in, and and right into the chest of the opposition, and mm-hmm. he's still not dunking it with the ferocity that everybody wants. But you know what? He's putting in those points. He's looking great. Uh, fantastic night for him. But again, it was Jay Crowder, or as King Paw says in the chat, Jay King Kong Dick Crowder. I like Jay King Kong Dong Crowder. How about that? King there Kong Ding, King Kong, King Kong Ding Ding Dong. Crowder. Ding I mean, what, yeah. what a game for Jay Crowder. Uh, and yes, if I said lackadaisical, we have a user. Do who, we still care or, about that? No, we do care about that. Because one of our jamsters has told us like multiple times. He even donated in the super chat. He's like, get it right. It's not lackadaisical. Uh, it's lackadaisical. Okay. And it's like yeah, it's a personal mission for me yeah. that I've got to get this right. So lackadaisical, yeah. if he is lackadaisical. Yeah, next time that. we do it, you have to twerk for the camera, right? Let's do I that. will no, I, not, I'll throw I'll throw some some coin at you, dude. <laughs> definitely not doing that. Guess what? All right, so the guess what segment. Uh, I know you and Suns Geek were both on here. You both yes. picked Suns. So that counts Suns. as a win for me. Mm-hmm. So 24 and 13 for me, 27 and 10 for you, Matthew. Oh, good. And next up is the Heat tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. So, 
or what's going on? Matchup to watch, Matthew. Who who are you watching <sighs> in this game? What's what gets you what gets you rocks off? You know what? I'm gonna just watch book. So I'm watching books matchup, whether or not he's gonna go head to head with these guys and try to be the hero. But honestly, that is so stupid to say of me because he's not that guy anymore. Some of you watching DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton versus Bam versus center. Because honestly, like I said before, dude, when you're watching this guy now, he will turn it up against these teams, the Heat, who are just killing it right now. Seven out of the last eight wins. Mm -hmm. So it's a team that has really brought themselves back together. They're a team, too. They talk about once we get to the championship, we're going to win it. So that is how confident they are. So it's really up to DA in this game, I feel like. And if he could just turn that on against this team in the Heat, then he's just no like, yeah, we can count on them. So I'm going to be watching that. What about you, John? Well, as you mentioned, you know, their last few games, they've been playing very well. They beat the Knicks, the Pacers, the Warriors, the Cavs. Uh, their last two games, they beat the Lakers at home, and then they beat the Portland Trailblazers on the road. So they're 28 and 25 coming into this matchup. They're fifth in the Eastern yeah. Conference. They're an athletic team. And I'm really looking forward to Mikhail Bridges seeing what he ends up doing. Because okay. Jimmy Butler is somebody who is a challenge. He's a, a bucket getter. He's he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I don't know about you, but... Is he really? He really is the more Very I watch cool. him. Because yeah. of the way he attacks the game. Talk about something. I got to drink water. Yeah, the way Jimmy Butler attacks the game. And how he saves his energy for the second half of the season. Like he has. So he's and the second half of games as well. Jimmy and he... Back. He, he coaches people. There was a game, and I forget who it was against. I want to say it was like the Timberwolves or some team where a, a guy essentially went up and, and, and tried to box him out and, and didn't work, and Jimmy went right by him. And he got a foul on the play, and it was like an and one. And like Jimmy, on, you see him on the sideline, and he was sitting there, and he was, he was coaching him. He was like, hey, man, put your hip into me next time. And this is the opposition. You know, and this is something that Devin Booker commented on earlier this season where players from other teams that are younger guys now – seek him out after games and just want to talk to him the same way that he did to Kobe Bryant. People are doing that now to Devin Booker and Jimmy Butler is one of those guys who loves the sport of basketball. He loves it. He's got that passion him and, and Jay Crowder, both Marquette guys, you know, guys who have never really had the, the spotlight on them coming through Marquette, coming to the NBA, play a certain way. The reason he didn't work out in Minnesota is because he thought the majority of the team was too lackadaisical and not intense enough wanting to play and he has that grinder mentality he's got that javon carter kind of mentality he's somebody who uh kenneth payne says he said i'd love butler on the suns he's somebody who would fall right into the culture of the phoenix suns because the way he plays the way he approaches the game and the way he mentors players around him i just absolutely love those kind of players so you couple that with his his ability as a, as a player and you know this season obviously started off a little bit rough had covid missed the the first few games but since then he's 21 points a game uh he's shooting what only 23% from 3 uh but he's got those seven rebounds and seven assists a game i mean he's a playmaker and he gets his team involved so i'm hoping Mikhail Bridges slash Jay Crowder end up bottling him up and if that's the case you know, again, this team's going to keep running at you and keep punching you. And this is this is a tough game. This really is on the second night of a back-to-back. -back, I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns end up losing this one, Matthew. No, I wouldn't either. And it is cool that they're talking to these guys after the game. Jimmy Butler, like Devin Booker, you know, they're not the most gifted, talented players to come in, most athletic guys, right? Right? They really had to work their way up. And just like, you know, if you're a fan of comedy, like Joe Rogan, he... <laughs> 
he's not the funniest guy, but he forces himself to be a comedian, to be one of the best. That is just like, like he's not naturally gifted, naturally funny. He just forces himself to be a comedian. That's the way like Devin Booker is. That's the way Jimmy Butler is because they just, they force themselves to be better and better every day. And that's why a lot of these young guys want to talk to them because they want to know like, you guys came up a different way. You didn't come up like a lot of like the first, the first round or <clears throat> the first round pick, the number one pick, the number two pick you guys had a, a different route. So they want to know more about that. So that's awesome to hear. And also, I mean, the three-point percentage from the Miami Heat, it is down, but they, they've they increased it. They got their shooting back. None will be in the game starting to Olin Depot's out. Do you even care he was on that team? I don't know if I care. Like the more and more I hear about this guy, it's like I remember when he was good and then now he's being traded all the time. So I'm like, even if he's not in the game, I feel like the Miami Heat are going to be even harder to beat. Because they well, don't have to worry about like his he, ass. He got injured too. You know, he's just he's yeah. a guy who's made of glass, unfortunately, for Oladipo. And I remember when he was good, that like 50 game stretch has got garnered that guy a ton of money because he hasn't been that great since. No, he hasn't. It's probably the injury. And yeah, uh, Fabian for uh, Dragic, I don't think he's playing. We were talking about before the podcast, he's been out like the last 15 games. So I doubt he's playing. Tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be in the game. Looking at him, he, he is somebody who is obviously a, a Suns killer, somebody who carries a grudge against the mm-hmm. Suns. So if he is playing, it's going to be a tough game. But yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, he hasn't played in the last eleven games for the Miami Heat. I don't know if he's going to be back. But if he does come back, it'll be against the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it will. But honestly, we've been the team where it's like no one plays against us. Like Bradley Beal was out with the Wizards. It's like no one even plays. Like I wouldn't be surprised Jimmy Butler sits out tomorrow or something. That's just the way it's been for the Suns. Yeah, it's been weird. But again, we're we're hitting that back end of the season, and I think that I think they're going to give us everything they have. I mean, they did. We beat them by ten the first time we played them, but I felt like it yeah. was a good punch. So I ask you, Matthew, who wins, the Suns or the Heat? I'm gonna pick Suns. What does John do? Let's take ten minutes. Circle around in your chair. This is tough. God, I mean, I'm Don't down too three. Much There's only like 20 Let's games go. left in the season. Do I pick the Heat just in an effort to try to try to catch up with? Let him know, Dampers. What should he do? The next one that says a name of a team, he's gonna choose that one. All right. Let's see. Somebody say something. Please, somebody say something. F it. I'm gonna go with the Heat in this one. I think the Heat. All beat right. Us. I All think right. the beat hit us. So. I wouldn't be surprised. It's gonna be a tough game, man. It's it's, it's gonna, gonna be. be a, I'm excited. It's, it's gonna be a tough game. So. Oh, they yeah. all said Suns. Yeah, everyone's saying Suns. Too late now. Okay, the blackout Suns. Like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, I failed you. Suns. Suns, boy, to come on, listen, guys, you gotta understand. There's very few opportunities left in this season where I have an opportunity to catch Matthew. I'm three games behind, so this is pretty much it. If the Suns win, that's fucking awesome. I lose the matchup with. We have a side bet. Whoever wins gets to use the gets uh, uh, the floss that I used while I was out of town oh, this, yeah. this weekend. Floss of Bears butt. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. So, um, but I I think the Suns are going to be down in this one. I think that unfortunately it just took um, you know one they're a hot team and two the Suns had to had to seal this one a little bit late against Houston. So therefore they are leaving that door open for fatigue to potentially mm-hmm. come in. And due to that reason, I think that that's going to occur. So, all right, we'll see. Um, yes, we shall see. Thoughts. Um, brains. So, our thoughts—the segment where we talk about things outside of the Suns' realm, more about the NBA universe uh, that might potentially affect the Suns. And you know, I have this question for you, Matthew, because I'm starting yeah, to—you know—we are now closer to the playoffs, and it is really start to to 
be that time in which we need to start looking at what the matchups potentially could be. And although, you know, the Suns are currently slotted at the number two seed, you look at the NBA standings overall and you have the Clippers are the three seed. The Nuggets currently are the four. The Blazers are the six. The Lakers are the five. Then you have the seven through 10, which is the play in is seven is the Mavs. Eight are the Grizzlies. Nine are the Spurs. Ten are the Golden State Warriors. What is in your in, in your world? If the Suns can, can finish with the second overall seed, what is the best four five matchup? Because essentially the four five matchup is a team that if you had to play, you would have the only way you would end up playing them is in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So, so who do you want to who do you want me to have finish four and five? Right? Correct. Oh, like what it is right now? I think the the two teams that scare me the most are the Nuggets and the Lakers. So Me we can too. wait to play them in the Western Conference. That would be beautiful. I know that LeBron, AD, will probably be back soon. They'll probably, I, I think it's going to kind of stay the same, though, right? Because the Nuggets came back, but the Jamal Murray goes out. That's so huge. Then, so then I just, because Jamal Murray was playing great. Two, three weeks ago, he started turning it on again. Yep. And it sucks. Now it's just like, do you want to play the Blade? I don't know. I would, if the Lakers can stay in there, four and five, which they should. I mean, the Clippers are still going to keep winning the Suns. Jazz, so I think it's going to be the Lakers. So, I mean, what do you think? I'm with you. I think that if, you know, the one thing that can essentially happen here is if the Portland Trailblazers continue to win, they drop the the Lakers down into the sixth seed or potentially the Nuggets if the Nuggets go on a losing streak. But when you have Nikola Jokic, I, who's an MVP this year, I mean, you you called at the beginning of the season and it's it's playing out that way. I really think that with some luck, <laughs> yeah, with some luck. But I mean, they have some, they have some pieces around there. I mean, Jamal Murray is a big piece, obviously, to go down, and we'll see the details of his injury uh, after we get off this podcast. Um, but the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers is the best four or five because those are the two teams that scare me the most. The Jazz don't terrify me. The Clippers do scare me because just we're zero and two against them this year, and we haven't solved that riddle, mm-hmm. if you will, yet. The Nuggets are a team that can beat us with size, as can the Lakers. So if those two teams can go against each other and battle it out, it could be an opportunity for the Suns to, you know, because the winner of that series has to play the winner of the 1-8. So whoever ends up with the 8th seed has to play the Jazz, then the winner of that plays them, and then we play the winner of whoever the 6 and the 7 is. If I, I, or I think that's correct. They're not doing reseeding, right? We haven't gotten no, that no, point. No reseeding. No reseeding. I mean, not good. I kind of want to see that. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, Jay Nunya says in the chat, torn ACL apparently. So I want to see the medical things on that. But uh, I but I mean well. that that's where I want to end up there. So yeah. Um, another another thing I want to bring up real quick before we get out of here is I do want to get a shout out to everybody who reviewed the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Matthew, did you know that you don't have to be on Apple Podcasts to review the podcast? Yes, of course. Yes, you just go to the internet site, not the phone. Uh, so review number, I'll bring up the first one that actually came in late today, so I don't have a graphic for it, uh, but I do want to bring it up. And this is from, uh, there we go. Let's see. It says, the, the title of this review from Dat5Geyer says, please read me. It says, hi, I just want to get on the show. Y'all are dope. So there you go, Dat5Geyer. Nice. Thank you for the, the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So we really good. appreciate it. Uh, another one we have from KJ Seven Goat. He says, "Pretty, pretty, pretty good." Larry David style. He says, "It's lackadaisical, not lackadaisical." That's all. I even corrected y'all after Eclipse game, and you dudes still didn't get it. LOL. People mix up mix up lacks with lackadaisical all the time. Common mistake. Bearded do makes me LOL sometimes, which is rare for me these days at forty one years old. So five stars for that. 
So yay, <laughs> I, I assume I am bearded man because Matthew cannot grow facial hair. We'll see, so dude. You know what? I have, to, I, have to, I have to say something about that because I realize book, he's starting to, he grows it underneath, not on the yes. sides. I'm yes. a freaking idiot. So I'm going to start growing it underneath. All we're right. See how that goes. But Do the um, book. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're 40 years in on this living life and lackadaisical, lackadaisical. So it's way too tough. We have to go to rehab for that stuff, right? Well, it's funny that, that um, KJ7Goat says this because, like, mm -hmm. one of my number one pet peeves is espresso. Because a lot of people say, oh, I do that all the time. You always, you always correct me, man. Espresso. Mm -hmm. So I can totally understand with people Psycho. who listen to the podcast and we mispronounce things. I say Dragic wrong all the time, but I think I got a it right there. Yeah. You're a psychopath. We, you every, everybody is a psychopath. We have Fishy50 gave us a five-star review. He said, best pod ever. Hey, guys, love the podcast. You guys are hilarious and incredibly knowledgeable about the game and this team. Keep up the great work, fellas. Go Suns. P.S. Matthew, let's celebrate the success. Let's have a beer, man. Mm. Mr. I drink water after every podcast or during every podcast. He's pretty much fishy 50 saying sack up. Okay, first, first, you're funny. Second, I had to start drinking. So I feel bloated the next day for work to where I have to look terrible in front of people. I can't do that right now, man. I'm still single. I got to find somebody. John's set for life over there, dude. He can drink whatever the hell he wants. You remember how tall this glass was when we started this podcast? Here's here's the rest of yeah, it. Look at you. Oh, jeez, mm -mm. the body of uh, or the the blood of John over <laughs> there. <laughs> and the last re review I want to put out there is from 10 p.m. Warrior gave us a five star review. He says ATL Bally Boy. I really appreciate the content. It's hard to get my son's coverage out here. So having somewhere to take out my frustrations and celebrate our victories is nice. Been 10 grueling years since any meaningful basketball. So you bet I tuned in throughout the finals. Knocks on. All, you, so you bet I'll tune in during the finals. Knocks on wood. So shout out to ATL, Bally Boy, one of our loyal Jamster listeners in Atlanta. So again, yeah, you know, any everybody who's watching, we really appreciate the fact that you want to spend some time with some fellow Suns fans like ourselves and sit and want to talk Suns after every game. So again, if you are watching on the YouTube, make sure you hit the the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, do all that fun stuff. If you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, subscribe, rate, and review. And again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, we're reading your reviews right here on the Suns Jam Session Podcast because we truly, truly appreciate it. And again, it helps with our metrics and lets everybody know this is the best place to come get some Suns content. So outside of that. My glass is empty. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> All right, everyone, go home and love your family. Amen. We'll see you here tomorrow night when the Suns play the Miami Heat. Take care, everybody.